الجزيرة بودكاست Pakistan's former Prime Minister Imran Khan has been shot at a rally. His party accuses the Prime Minister, Interior Minister and a senior military officer of plotting an assassination attempt. That's denied by the government. For a country already deeply divided and recovering from devastating floods, what political dangers does this incident bring? I'm Mohammed Jamjoum and you're listening to the Inside Story podcast where we dissect, analyze and help define major global stories. All right, let's bring in our guests from Islamabad. We have Rauf Hassan, a spokesperson for former Pakistan Prime Minister Imran Khan. Haider Zaman Qureshi joins us from Multan in central Punjab. He's a member of the executive committee of the Pakistan People's Party. And from Rawalpindi, we have Masood Akhtar, a former air marshal and a political analyst. Uh, a warm welcome to you all, and thanks for joining us today on Inside Story. Uh, Rauf, let me start with you today. Um, just a few moments ago, we played a soundbite uh, from Imran Khan. Earlier in the week, he had spoken to Al Jazeera about the danger that he was facing. He said that he was willing to die for what he called his freedom struggle. Were you concerned that this assassination attempt might happen at this rally in Wazirabad? Well, yes, in the party, we have been concerned about it. As a matter of fact, oftentimes we have discussed it at party meetings and all. And we were concerned about, the, about this simply because of the fact that we were confronting fascists. And uh, uh, these people were capable of just about uh, resorting to any monstrous tactics and you know, to keep uh, Khan away. Since they have not been able to uh, confront him in the, in the political domain, we were, we were afraid you know, that uh, there will be attempts to eliminate him physically. And our worst fears came true yesterday. Thank God that he's still there. And he escaped uh, uh, the assassin's bullets, but uh, he's, he's, he's wounded. And uh, at this moment in time, he's in the hospital recovering from an operation that was conducted last evening. Yes, sir, we were, we were mortally afraid uh, of the prospect of such a thing happening at some point in time. Uh, Haider, um, from your vantage point, how unstable is Pakistan at this precarious moment? Well, you see, uh, uh, ever since uh, the former prime minister has been voted out, He's not been booted out. He's been voted out through a parliamentary tool, uh, which is part of the constitution. And uh, he has been, uh, you know, uh, weaponizing uh, 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 through lies uh, uh, a, a certain agenda that he wants to carry forward for his petty political gains, which is very unfortunate. Uh, he enjoyed a lot of respect and uh, following, and I'm sure uh, uh, he would still enjoy. But uh, the way he has handled in the six months, uh, uh, brought about, whipped about uh, conspiracy theories uh, of, of uh, uh, an important government being uh, installed in Pakistan, uh, the U.S. being uh, you know, instrumental in the vote of no confidence, all of those lies uh, which were weaponized, inculcated in the minds of people, uh, incitement to violence, you know, all uh, uh, defamation, uh, uh, barrage of attacks on verbal attacks on institutions, including the Supreme Court, the Election Commission and the uh, institutions of the armed forces for his own political gains. Uh, you know, this is unfortunate. But what happened yesterday is equally unfortunate and it's highly condemnable. And Pakistan People's Party has been a victim of terrorist attacks and assassination attempts. So we cannot uh, we, and we will not, uh, uh, you know, uh, keep silent on such attacks. But having said that, 
uh, they were uh, shared all the threat alerts. The provincial government uh, and and the party which which they are claiming had information. They should have taken adequate uh, precautions, which were not taken. And uh, 24 hours uh, almost have passed. Uh, the FIR has been not been lodged, and you know without any evidence, iota of evidence, they have just blamed uh, the prime minister and the interior minister and senior officers of the armed forces behind this conspiracy and again a conspiracy is being whipped sometimes a conspiracy to murder sometimes a conspiracy to dislodge this government you know and all the agenda is mm. to destabilize pakistan uh, sink pakistan's economy further into doldrums and uh, elections will happen they will happen at its own time but this is mm. unfortunate political leaders should engage we we accept uh, uh, that there should be a dialogue uh, the government uh, would be happy to do have a dialogue on charter of economy uh, on 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 uh, political reforms electoral reforms but uh, the way uh, unfortunately the mm -hmm. former prime minister and believe me senior elements within pti also mm. are uh, are very upset about weaponizing uh, of these lies and you know, using them for political gains and defamation and incitement to violence and uh, you've seen uh, that how loss of life has happened and the protests, uh, you know, their workers are certainly infuriated, but uh, thank God he's alive and uh, it's a time to introspect and reassess their situation mm -hmm. and not uh, take the country into a turmoil, uh, wait for their turn. If they're still popular, they right. should uh, have uh, a country under their watch. Sorry, uh, to, inter sorry to interrupt you. I, I, I want Masood, I see that you want to jump in and I will give you that chance in just a moment. But um, uh, Raouf, I, I do want to throw this back I, to you. I, yeah, I yeah. Would, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, and yeah, absolutely. And let me just ask you the question because you you heard there, you heard Hyder uh, saying uh, that um, uh, talking about the fact that the PTI has has accused uh, the prime minister, the interior minister, and a senior army officer of plotting uh, uh, this assassination attempt. Of course, the government denies these allegations. Uh, you, you all have made these allegations against these individuals. And I want to ask, is there any evidence that you have that you can share uh, with regard to who it was who carried out this attack? Well, well uh, to begin with, let me say that I've heard this long uh, uh, fabricated harangue you know, from, 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 from this participant. Um, and what, what, whatever he has said, you know, for example, I mean, I would like to know where is it that there has been incitement to violence, you know, from, from the side of the former prime minister? When is it that he has incited people to violence? So as a matter of fact, you know, throughout the, the six days of this uh, march, there was not even a small little particle that was, uh, that was disturbed or that was broken. There was none at all. Uh, and all the other things that he has said, you know, that, you know, uh, uh, this, this government, you know, which was, you know, voted in, I'm sorry, it has not been voted in. It has, it has been voted in simply because of the circumstances under which, you know, this government has taken, taken, taken shape. Um, you know, uh, uh, they, they bought legislators, you know, money, money circulated, money. They bought legislators, you know, to vote for them. Uh, our, our coalition partners were booted away from us and booted into their camp. Uh, there's, there, there's so much else, basically, and I don't want to waste the time. Mm. Unfortunately, I would strongly contend, you know, that whatever this gentleman has said is nothing but a, fa but, 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 but a composition of lies. And I think it's uh, it's important to know that we measure our words, you know, before we utter them. Uh, so far as your question is concerned, yes, sir. So, uh, okay. Okay. Right. Imran, 
Rove, 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 I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'll come back to you in just a minute, but I do want to give Masood a chance here because he hasn't had a chance to speak yet. Um, Masood, I, I want to ask your opinion about what's happened here. Has this assassination attempt made Imran Khan more popular than ever before? And how much is this going to help him and, and his political future? I guess so. I guess so. Uh, it certainly has added to his popularity, his vote bank, in sympathy will, will, will inflate. And uh, let us face it, that his uh, narrative of corruption on the side of the PDM and the PMLN government uh, leaders and of regime change has carried with the people. So majority of the people in Pakistan right now are supporting his narrative. So uh, that is the situation. But having said that, I think uh, this assassination attempt uh, was incoming. Uh, it had been forecasted, and I'm glad that you had played the uh, audio beeper where Mr. Imran Khan said that, yes, there is a threat to his life. If there was a threat to his life, even despite the fact that he's very brave, he, he, he said that he can, he can die for the cause. His party should have ensured his security. Punjab is his province. The government is his. And they should have ensured that he has bulletproof glass in front of the in front of where he stands. Uh, there should be the buildings should have been occupied. The key buildings should have been occupied from where the fire has come. Uh, the uh, caravan or, or or his cavalcade should not be stopping in unknown areas. And most importantly, if there was a threat, the intelligence has failed. And uh, so far as is it a conspiracy or not? I think whoever planned it. Whoever planned it uh, picked up uh, an impoverished, a very, very poor-looking uh, guy, uh, a religious zealot who cannot afford uh, a weapon, one five, uh, lakh of 5,000 rupees, and he has given weird kind of statements, and they were played on the national television number one and passed on to everyone, and that is when, and I think the, the, the PTI people should have realized that this can happen in the information warfare. And uh, they mm. realized it. I think, thank God that Imran Khan is safe. Mm. Otherwise, this would have really destabilized Pakistan even more. When we talk of poor economy, we have all contributed to it. The irony is that our democracy is still not going well. We are not a democratic country, number one. We are a religious country, number one. So the net result, there is no total human equality. And the consequences that whoever comes to, the, comes to power they treat the other, the opposition, as unequals. And when that happens, the trouble starts. Haider, uh, let me ask you, uh, with regard to the march and the rallies from uh, Lahore to Islamabad, how concerned are you uh, that they're going to continue? And are you concerned that it's going to be creating even more tension going forward? Mohammed, uh, certainly it is uh, now PTI's choice uh, whether uh, to uh, up the tempo or uh, do an uh, internal catharsis and uh, uh, some sanity should prevail. Uh, I, I don't expect a lot of sanity because they've not shown that. Uh, what Masood has said, uh, maybe uh, they can get some more brownie points, short term and sympathy. But uh, uh, it has certainly been established. The party is irresponsible. The party's security team has miserably failed. The chief minister of Punjab, which is the coalition partner, they have failed. They should have put in uh, adequate snipers. There was no security plan. The way he's been moving, he's exposed. All political leaders are exposed. And uh, it is not threat to Imran Khan. A lot of uh, high-profile public office holders.
stakeholders in Pakistan uh, during the war on terror. We've had uh, high-profile assassination attempts. Pakistan People's Party lost its leader, uh, Benazir Bhutto Shaheed, uh, in an assassination attempt. Uh, whoever planned it or did it spontaneously, a GIT has been made. But look at the apathy. Look at the incompetence that they take Imran Khan to a hospital, which is not even a government hospital, which does not even have the capacity to issue a medical legal certificate, which is imperative and, a pup, and it's a legal requirement for a lodging of an FIR. 48 hours almost have passed. The FIR has been not been lodged. So there is a lot of things uh, to be looked inwards uh, for PTI. But coming to what uh, 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 the gentleman from PTI said, mm. look at the 25th Ma uh, May uh, uh, actions uh, the PTI did in Islamabad, the Supreme Court judgment. It all says how violence was carried out, how people went into red zone, how the Supreme Court of Pakistan's order and Islamabad High Court's orders were flouted and how uh, people with weapons uh, were brought into the red zone and the diplomatic area. Mm. So they say something else, but they, you know, uh, never walk the talk. And now also they've been submitting fake affidavits, even as we speak now, yesterday, the Supreme Court of Pakistan and the Islamabad High Court required from the former prime minister in writing uh, that he gives an affidavit uh, owning up uh, what the lawyers said, because the lawyers have chickened out the lawyers who gave the assurance before the Supreme Court of Pakistan on 25th of May on behalf of the PTI are now running away and the general secretary of the party, Asad Umar, I, is again also I running away. So, I'm, you know, I'm, they I'm, have a baggage to carry. They have people who, whose, whose audios have been leaked, Hyder, Muhammad, who are preparing armed uh, struggle. Hyder, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt so, you, but you know, I'm sorry to interrupt you. We are starting to run out of time and I do want to give Rauf a chance to respond. Rauf, uh, obviously, I'll give you a chance to respond to what Hyder was saying there, but I also want to ask you, uh, from your vantage point, is the march from Lahore to Islamabad going to continue? Will that be altered in any way, considering what happened? And I do need to follow up with you once more with regard to the evidence that PTI has said will be presented uh, as far as who is behind the assassination. Uh, when will it be presented to the public? Well, um, first of all, you know, in response to what has uh, has uh, once again been said, you know, I think, you know, it's, 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 it's inappropriate to be judgmental about things, you know, that one is not aware of. This gentleman is not aware of the, the 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 security precautions you know, that we have taken and uh, so far as the so lodging of the FIR is concerned you know that 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 was discussed at a senior party level meeting today and I think later today when when uh, Chairman Imran talks to the media uh, I think all these decisions will come forth. The problem is that in this country and I think we'll have to give me some time I need to explain it to you. There is a there, you see what there, what what is the polarization about? The polarization is about the fact you know that. People's Party and PMLN and such other parties, you know, which are today part of the coalition, basically they've looted, plundered, and ravaged this country, you know, for a good uh, 30, 35 to 40 years. Khan has come back, Khan came into power on the pledge, you know, that he's going to introduce justice for all, irrespective of any discrimination. And unfortunately, this is where the country is divided. You know, these people, they constitute the mafias which have ruled Pakistan in 35 to 40 years. And Khan is the one who's fighting this mafia. In three years and eight months that he was in power, he continued to fight the mafias. And fortunately, the institutions of the country have been corrupted to an extent to know that they were not able to stand on their own being. And uh, consequently, you know, the accountability process you know, was delayed, but was, was very slow to move on. And, and, and in, in the process, you know, 
since they were the ones who were going to be the victims of that accountability process and all, they nurtured this conspiracy. The conspiracy is vouched for even in the minutes of the National Security Meeting, and which acknowledges that there was blatant interference in the affairs of Pakistan, okay. and a dimash was served on the United States of America. So, you know, so far I can go on. The, I, I've got texts and figures, you know, but there are two parts, two Muhammad. other questions that you posed to me about. Uh, do you want me to answer them now or move uh, on? Just, just let, let me give Masood a chance here. Mohammed, uh, I need to respond. All right, uh, but Hyder, let me. I I, I, Hyder, Hyder, we're starting I to run agree, out of. But I need to respond. I, I, I will, uh, I will give you a chance to respond. Uh, Hyder, I'll give you a chance to respond. We're starting to run out Thank of time. You. I do need to ask Masood a question here. Masood, Masood, you can see even from this from this conversation how fraught the political situation is in Pakistan right now. I want to ask you from your vantage point: Is there a way out of this situation in Pakistan? Is there a chance? for any kind of statecraft to, to be happening? Are, can we see politicians sitting down, talking to one another, and trying to calm the tensions? Or is it just going to get worse? I think uh, very few chances of people sitting together. Right now, the situation is bad. It is, it is very, very tense. The people in Islamabad are rattled by this incident yesterday and the support that Imran Khan carries. But we must realize the basic problem. This zealot who supposedly attacked and he was a diversion, whatever be the case, please remember, uh, Nawaz Sharif, he had a shoe hurled at him. Uh, one of his ministers got a bullet in an arm from, from a zealot, from, from a religious zealot. Uh, his defense minister got ink thrown at him. Uh, and I'm afraid Imran Khan and all his ministers, once they had been deposed, uh, the government was uh, a little... Uh, uh, in I, I wouldn't say unwise, it was unwise to launch an FIR against them under under 295C, which is which is a religious law. And Imran Khan and all his ministers had to run to Islamabad High Court to to uh, get protection from there. Otherwise, somebody could bump them up. This is the basic problem. And unless and until both sides sit together and decide that this is a country going to be run purely on the on the form of democracy, I think we're going to run into a problem. That is exactly when, when the other side says, and I'm, I'm, I'm sandwiched in between the two, that on 25th of May, uh, PTI, it, it, it flouted all the agreements. No, that's not true. Uh, in fact, before that, when Imran Khan was in power and all the three parties, which is JUI, People's Party, and PMLN, they launched their rallies, Imran Khan never stopped them. He never got extra police. In fact, his government that was there in true. Punjab. He could crash the people around. And I think I think there could have been mayhem even at that time. So they must take a breather, mm. step back, um, and they must talk to one another, uh, evolve right. a consensus of what the state is going to be, and learn statecraft. Otherwise, I think they're asking for trouble. Now, Hyder, I'm going to give you a chance to respond, but I also want to ask you a version of the same question. Is there a chance that political parties can actually sit down together right now and try to de-escalate the tensions that are going on in Pakistan? Well, Mohammed, that is the only way out, and uh, statecraft has to happen. The sooner, the better. Uh, while in, uh, Prime Minister Imran Khan was in office, he never uh, uh, even sat with the opposition when it was uh, matters of national security or tensions with India or even uh, the Kashmir issue where uh, August uh, 
uh, when India, you know, uh, transgressed and violated the UN resolutions and, you know, took out uh, the uh, constitutional uh, rights and liberties guaranteed to the Kashmiris. Uh, he doesn't have a very good history of a dialogue. Uh, he always uh, believes in confrontational politics. He does not believe in dialogue or talking. And uh, I wish sanity prevails and statecraft comes into play. But... Uh, Coming to the loot and plunder, uh, a comment was made, you know, we have had a new history set up where, you know, state gifts and heads of state gifts were sold. And Mr. Imran Khan has been declared by the Election Commission of Pakistan, which is a constitutional office, the most apex body for parliamentary regulatory affairs, to be the most corrupt person. He has been uh, guilty of selling state gifts that were gifted to him by brotherly nations or uh, heads of state level. He's been guilty of, uh, uh, of things which were involved in foreign funding and illegitimate funding. His party has been uh, uh, declared and uh, Islamabad High Court has also uh, not suspended that verdict. So, and he himself, is, uh, his party is involved in billion tree tsunami, uh, billions of rupees were lost, uh, Peshawar BRT and corruption in the province of Punjab of billions and billions of rupees. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how sitting in a glass house, they make comments of mention of. him a holy sacred uh, personality. You know, he's been guilty of selling Hyder, I'm sorry. Hyder, Hyder, I'm sorry. Hyder and Raouf, I'm sorry. Gentlemen, gentlemen, I'm sorry, but we have run out of time, so we're going to have to leave the conversation there. I want to thank our guests very much, Raouf Hassan, Haider Saman, and Masood Akhtar. That's it for the Inside Story podcast. This episode was produced by Dermot Fleming, Usama Alouni, Gabriela Ferber, and Paul Taylor. Studio sound was by Yara Atallah. The program was edited by Mohamed Subhi, Lynn Nguyen, and Joe DeFrias. Be sure to subscribe to the Inside Story podcast to catch every episode. Thank you for listening. We'll be back again on Monday.